Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of the Dramatic Dream Dragons podcast here on the Five Star Network. Uh, I am, as always, your host, Sonder Bjorn, and with me today, I only have the dream, uh, Dylan, Dylan Fox of the Eastern Lariat. Hi. Sandre, I'm glad you put respect on my name, kind of, <laughs> when you remembered it with the dream, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm obviously very happy to be on the show today. What a weekend of wrestling and fun. Uh, you know, uh, there was so much going on. That's kind of the thing. Uh, Yannick, we, we still have you. We still have you in our hearts, even if you're not on the show uh, here. But uh, we have everyone in our hearts, everyone listening. Uh, lots of wrestling going on. Uh, lots of even stuff. I, you know, a uh, shout out to uh, Abid with his uh, NBA All-Star Weekend love that he showed on, on, on here. <laughs> Uh, I took some time. I made sure to watch the three-point and the dunk contest. I mean, Mac McClung, that's my boy, man. What 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 a performance in the dunk contest, I would say. But, you know, I, I kind of wonder, I always speculated, especially when I was younger, uh, anybody who knows my, like, res- my, my own wrestling background, uh, when I started wrestling, I wanted to make pro wrestling more like Power Rangers, which is another thing I've been into a lot lately. Uh, me and Ashutosh, a shout-out there. But I wanted to make it more like Power Rangers with a lot of cool martial arts stuff that they kind of had, like, a lot of wushu-based stuff that uh, is awesome and doesn't get used a lot. But I always wonder if there's something like a dunk contest for wrestling, what it would be like. Uh, Like, maybe like a best move contest, you know, like an aerial exhibition. Uh, I think that would be something a company could do and actually, like, that could be in a draw. Like, who has the best move in wrestling? Uh, that 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 kind of contest, like put in four to eight people, and each one of them do their most spectacular move, and, and like make a tournament off of that. I think that would be very interesting. Dragon Daya and versus Yuki Ueno in the finals. For I a, could see that a dramatic dream dragon final. <laughs> no, yes, it would definitely fit. So those are your your two finishers. I think I think I agree with you on Daya. Like, yeah. His, his, yeah. The and you Ueno. That would be for the WR. Yeah. Which was originally... I mean, we're going to talk about this guy. Or maybe, maybe not. But he was on the show, uh, Hagane Shino, which was his, originally his move, the Ronhead. Yeah. So uh, the innovators, the OGs, getting some respect right now of their move functioning. So uh, I, I could see that. Uh, you know, some of, there are some guys who are great wrestlers. Like, remember when... Oh, I don't know if you were watching at this time. But when Takeshita... And everybody knows if you remember this. When Takeshita was doing the Fable... As his move, I thought that move sucked, and he's and he's a great wrestler, but I would have much I much preferred his other finishers to that. So there are some wrestlers who are great and they have kind of maybe not the best finishers, but then there's some wrestlers that maybe aren't even the best wrestlers, but they do something spectacular. You know, like like Dante Leon, like he's not my favorite wrestler, but he could flip off and, and you know do the the cutter thing, which was very innovative. Uh, so it's like you know, the move, the same thing in basketball. It's like Mac McClung is not an all-star level player, but as a dunker, he proved that he belonged to the stage. So I think that we need to find wrestling's Mac McClung, like a move specialist of some sort, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, that, that sounds like Daya, but <laughs> we we don't have time to talk about basketball because I have no idea what the rules are, but... Uh... <laughs> it's just a dunk, you know. Like, so, yeah. like I said, what, what I said was basically true. Like the most spectacular yeah. move, which I mean, and Daya, he's an all-around player in the, in the wrestling game. He's not just a one-move wonder. 
he yeah. he can wrestle good in all situations, but uh, uh, that just got me thinking overall. <laughs> well, thank you for that. Uh, but we have a lot of wrestling to talk about. We uh, actually rescheduled this episode to this today on Sunday, three days later than our usual recording, uh, because I didn't want uh, all the shows from this weekend to coincide with the with me, me and Dylan talking about the KG Muto retirement show next week. But then, uh, Scott, uh, Scott E came up with this great idea of the Five Star Summit, uh, where everyone in, of the, or those that want in the Five Star Contributors will be talking about big shows on a special YouTube live stream. And uh, we will be doing that uh, this week uh, on Tuesday, I believe. So right after the, the show, Tuesday evening here in Europe and uh, Tuesday morning for the States people. But the Five Star Summit will be happening on the YouTube channel. And uh, I think next week's episode will be us just talking about the DDT matches. Because you probably can't make the Tuesday show of the Five Star uh, Summit. <laughs> I know, don't I mean, think it's full right now because it, it's a lot of people. <laughs> Well, I mean, there's no limit. I mean, you're not the boss of this, Andre. Like, like sure. you can't just kick me out of that as much as you may want to. Um, but, uh, like, I, the problem is, though, if you're already there, then it's just like we're doing our own show there. Yeah. You know, I will be on one of them, uh, probably more than one in the future, because yeah. I love the idea. Like, you know, Scott's awesome. And, and I like I like the list of people in general in all seriousness. Like, all of the contributors to Five Star are pretty oh, yeah. cool that I've seen so far. There's really no... Um, you know, somebody I think, uh, like this guy, like there's really nobody like that, in all honesty. No, um, we're, and, uh, we're a close knit family, that's what I love about us. <laughs> but if there was somebody, I would be the first to cause trouble and <laughs> call them out, but there really isn't, uh, yeah. overall. So, but uh, I just said, like, really, if you're there already, then there's really no purpose uh, yeah. in, in, in me being there. Like, I'll be on one that you're not on, probably, like, yeah. you know, in, in the future, like, uh, or maybe I will, maybe I'll just get tired of it. That, like, it's a lot of us gonna be like, oh, well, you said there's too many. Look, I'm gonna show up anyway. What do you even say about that? Well, uh, no, but that's no. the thing, it's uh, it's it's a thing that where everyone will be able to showcase them, uh feelings about matches, and I will make sure I will not be t giving my thoughts about the DDT and Dragon Gate matches from that show. I will only give my thoughts on, like, the Kaito versus Okada match and something else. Not okay, well, I mean... the Dragon Gate and DDT matches. <laughs> well, feel, feel free. I'll save that for this show. <laughs> well, at least you know where your roots are. So, Sandra, yeah. you, you, you don't forget your roots here. But, but <laughs> feel free, just have fun on the show is the main yeah. purpose. So, uh, I would say. That that was my first plug. Watch the five star summit when it's live streamed on Tuesday or Wednesday. I don't remember what day, but I think it's Tuesday. I am ninety percent sure it's Tuesday. <laughs> um, other shows on the five star network that you should should listen to are the Stormquest podcast of uh, Alex and uh, Dylan. They do a great Storm podcast that they have done for like two years now, and that they will give. A lot of thoughts uh, about, like last week, they kind of uh, tried to steal the gimmick of Watch Teach, our other show on the Five Star Network, by talking about TGPW because Stardom didn't do that much last week. But uh, they talked about TGPW and uh, stole the gimmick of the other podcast on the Five Star Network, Watch Teach, a, uh, a podcast where they talk, where Void of No Opinion uh, joins 
like has a voted in cast of people like Angela and uh, what's that all? Uh, I, I'm so bad with names. There's a lot of people, uh, but they watched uh, T- Tokyo Joshi Pro uh, and they react to it. It's a cool like watch along style podcast. And then we have, of course, the flagship show. I'm, I'm calling it the flagship show because it's hosted by our boss. Uh, Scotty Wrestling does the All Elite cast. I was actually a guest this week. Uh, I stepped in for Six Star, who couldn't make it this week. And uh, I talked about a pretty mediocre Dynamite. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, they, we had fun on that show. But uh, in the end, I was looking the most forward to watching, uh, recording this show. Dramatic Dream Dragons. And as, as I said earlier, Yanni couldn't make it this week. This has been a really busy week for a lot of us, but uh, again, he couldn't make it. He probably couldn't make time to watch most of the matches uh, that we are going to talk about either. I don't know. I think so, because he hasn't talked to me about them either. But... Uh... <laughs> well, let me tell you something, Sandre. Now it's our turn to steal... Uh, watch TJ's gimmick. <laughs> now, now that we will come in there, we, we will okay. do that in the future as well. We will talk about Tokyo Joshi Pro at some point. Yes, uh, even if it's just one match at, at a time. So we're like very minor. We're not. We're not going to be like Stardom Cross. We're going to be like uh, you know other Dylan with his yeah. uh, you know <laughs> abilities here. We're going to show respect, but also to you know we we respect everybody. We love everybody, and we love Watch Tej. We love Stardom Quest. Uh, we we love and we love you, Sandra. Because look at this. You're all over the place. You're you're working all over the place. You're you're on the AEW show with Scott. Even though Scott, I mean. It's proven fact that this guy's a huge WWE fanboy, I would say. You know, like, look at look at the Twitter responses. Yeah, look, look at the Twitter war. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, even with that said, you came on to... And even as, as you said, it was a mediocre show. And you're not wrong, but I guess we're all WWE fanboys in this, in this war if we didn't... And that's what determines it if we didn't like the show that much. But regardless so. of that, <laughs> regardless of that... Uh, it's good to see you getting out there with everything, and good to see Scott. Uh, he turned to you when he, uh, you know, when his back was against the wall. Who did he look to, but Sandre? Because I volunteered. <laughs> who did he turn to when his back was against the wall, Sandre? <laughs> no, well, yeah, exactly. Don't, don't let the truth get in the way of a good story, my friend. I have permanent wrestler brain, and I will say that. But uh, well, the good story today is the stuff we're going to be talking about. Yeah. The pre-show talk went a bit too long, but uh, <laughs> but anyways, we will be moving on to the DDT. Uh, we will start with DDT this week. Uh, normally we start with Dragon Gate, but this week DDT was more busy, so we will start with DDT. So, the first show to re- to talk about, uh, we are not going to be talking about the full show of these like taped shows, but... Uh, well, we will like talk about the Degeneration Cup matches because it's wrapping up. It's uh, well, it was always going to be a really short tournament, but since it's only four people per block, but it's uh, closing soon. Uh, so the first match we are going to talk about is uh, from Yokohama Unlimited Volume One from DDT on the 11th of uh, February 2023 in Yokohama Radiant Hall. Uh, and uh, the first match is D-Generation Cup Block A match, Yuya Kuruku versus Illusion. Um, Yuya won by uh, using the Triangle Lancer. It remains at 100% winning percent- percentage. 
And I think both me and Dylan are happy about that. Uh, what do you think about this match? Yeah, you know, DDT, like they've got this D-Generations Cup going along. Uh, lots of fun talent on display on paper. And I think they've delivered a pretty fun tournament here. And, you know, obviously DDT has so much to it when it comes to a lot of what they do. But this is really what I'm most hype about uh, in the uh, grand scheme of things in DDT is this tournament. And obviously, I I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I really like all of these guys, but Koraku yeah. was kind of like the OG guy. Like, he was my OG guy, even though I think Masada's kind of replaced him in my heart. You know, I, I have to say that. I mean, I, I still love Koraku, but Masada is like my ultimate guy. But Koraku, I still think, is a super talent, like, great wrestler. Uh, Illusion, he's a guy that I think I really liked when I first saw him, just, you know, just the gimmick of being so young. But now it's like he's in a position to where he has to wrestle and be graded fairly, you know, against everybody. Yeah. And he and he's already 20 years old, so he's he's getting up there. You know, he's not as, as young as he once was. Uh, but I thought that in this match, for whatever reason, uh, Illusion was like, he really wanted to show that, hey, like, don't forget about me here. And I thought he had a really good uh, match here. Kuroku was awesome as well. This wasn't something that I was thinking about too much, but I really thought that Koroku used his more technical style, his, uh, you yeah. know, my much more... And I really love that about him, too, is that he brings that to the table, especially DDT. Like I said, a company with all kinds of people and a lot of them kind of crazy and fun. Uh, he brings, he grounds things a little bit for me, so I always really love what he brings to the table. But I thought Illusion was good here, too. I thought this was honestly, like, one of the better matches of the whole tournament, in my opinion. I, I thought it was, like, really strong for both guys, and I liked what they put together here. And like you said the triangle answer 100 percent yes uh i really like your Kuruku's like technical style style that he has been like doing a lot in this tournament and like like you said about delusion like i think this like he is kind of an like unremarkable guy on like when you watch him regularly but like uh, on this match he, he really stood out for me and he he showed up in my opinion. But UA1 picked up uh, four po uh, two points and ended the, the, this night on four points. That will come into play later because he was leading the block. But the next match, uh, Ke Keigo Nakamura versus Toy Kojima in the D-Generation Cup B block. Uh, this was hard-hitting. Uh, Keigo's kick game is on point and I, I, I was so happy about that. But unfortunately, it didn't last because Toy, uh, Toy Kojima won by hitting the Kojima in Wonderland finish. Uh, what did you think about this? Hago has been the standout to me in this whole tournament in a lot of ways because he's been gone for so long. He's kind of been out of sight, out of mind. But every performance he's had, I think he's really been strong. We praised him on our other episode, too. Like, yeah. the, when he made his return about how great he was, and rightfully so, because he was awesome in that match, and he was awesome here. I was so impressed by what he brought to the table. Uh, and here, you know, I think it's fair to say that Kojima is more high-ranking than him, and also yeah. taller as well, as, as well, if you if you see them. Because he has the Sonic community to fall back on. Like, he's a, like established member of that faction, and I think that yeah. will lead to him getting more wins in the long run because they need to build him, kind of. 
Yeah, and, and Nakamura is like still kind of, you know, he missed a lot of time. Kojima is more familiar to everybody. But I thought yeah. as a wrestler, I thought Nakamura like really shined here. I, I thought he was the better performer of the two. Uh, Kojima was good in his own way. And like the, he did a lot of things well, uh, you know, getting a lot of the control of the match. But Nakamura really impressed me. And in this match, he was more like, like you said, the great kicks that he had. Uh, he also got, did a lot of like underdog stuff, like selling. I uh, was really good. Uh, and like I said, it really fits him a lot. I th- I could see him being a guy that, because of his size and because of his innate ability, you can put him up against pretty much anybody, and he'll be able to make it work. Like, in this company, whether it's a big guy or even maybe more of a smaller guy, because he doesn't have the body of a Tetsuya Indo, even though, like, yeah. Indo's shorter. Like, Indo is, has a great physique, like, super hot guy, you know, and, and all that stuff. Uh, Nakamura, he's just like the small everyman almost, but everyman who also wrestles really good and kicks really good, and I love what he brought to the table. I was really impressed. Uh, I think the match was uh, personally not as good as the first one, but I thought Nakamura no. shined. Yeah, I, he shined. I I thought it was really hard hitting, and like I I think Kego Nakamura should be like a guy to watch out for because he has like really good babyface fire. But uh, then we move on to the the match I thought was the best match on the on this Yokum Unlimited show, and that was Yuki Ishida versus Takeshi, Takeshi Masara in the B block of the D Generation Cup. And I I thought this this was exactly what I wanted out of the two because they went out there and showed how good the DDT future is in these two, and especially like Masara, who is like the one everyone looks at as like the the future of the of the company but like i thought yukishira like he he is someone that is growing and growing and growing with every match that he has and adding more and more like just like underdog fire that i will keep on rooting for him until he finally gets like a a good run but yeah what did you think about this match This is another really solid match, like really strong stuff. Masada to me is like he's in he's on this a level on his own, like almost like you know he's this this phenom almost, yeah. you know, like pro- prodigy level talent where he's so young in his career and yet he still shows everything you want out of him and everybody can see it. It's not like I'm you know giving you some revelation here or anything like that. But I just thought that uh, he was awesome in this match, and it was great to to see him uh, get to shine as much as in this one. Because I thought out of all of his matches, I think this is the one where he got, got to shine the most, and along yeah. with his first win in the yeah. tournament. So he uh, I was really impressed. With uh, Samurai Driver number uh, 2000, 2001 or 01? Something. Yeah, just 01. 01, yeah. Yeah, like, kind of like Tiger, Tiger Driver 90. Yeah. But uh, then... That was that which, that show. I I didn't watch anything else but those two matches. Uh, no, wait. I watched the main event, and I thought uh, it was fine. <laughs> uh, the main event was Harashima and Yuki Onaya versus Makoto Oishi and Yuji Hino, and it was fine. Harashima and Yuki Onaya built to, to their number one contendership match. Did you, you watch anything wa- else on this show? You didn't watch the burlesque death match? No. Well, there really wasn't any burlesque in it, to be honest with you. It was more like uh, 
It was all a big gag to set up <laughs> uh, UK. Like, they were playing music, right? Like, the saucy burlesque music or whatever. And yeah. they were fi fighting and doing all their goofy stuff. But then suddenly, uh, Yuki Ino's music played, and then he came out and, and interfered. And it allowed uh, Takagi to win over Shunma. Poor Shunma. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Getting, getting, okay. getting a loss. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, I, I, th I thought it was, you know, it was a DDT show overall. Yeah. I mean, uh, it was it still was better than. A house show, you know. Yeah, it was better than the damnation match. I I would yeah. say. I'm really unhappy that Nakatsu is, uh, you know, like not getting more of a, a run here, um, oh, more yeah. or less. But I have uh, I was forgotten to mention that, uh, because uh, Ryota Nakatsu of Pro Wrestling Basara has joined the Harimau, and I have forgotten to mention it on the podcast since it happened. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> and that I am very happy about. Because, yeah. uh, because I, you know, you always have to fear, is like, are you going to put him in damnation? You yeah. know, it's, it's <laughs> something like that. Uh, but he's a guy that I've always liked uh, a, a lot of when he was uh, just really young. Uh, you know, like, I remember watching him when he was still a rookie. And he's a guy that, if you look at him, uh, Nikatsu, he's, he's the type of guy... That can be a player. He's not like super big or standing on paper, but he's also got like good charisma to him too. I think he's an all-around performer. And obviously, not only is he a Basura guy, but he started out uh, in DDT. Uh, yeah. So he's so it's like uh, a form. His first recorded match is actually against Higuchi in on the DDT DNA show. So how about like, that? It makes sense that he joined Harimau, and I'm really happy about that. So. Uh, I'm that is the one uh, Ryota Nakatsu is someone to watch out on the DDT roster going forward because he joined Harimau and is the new member of the faction. <laughs> yeah, if any Gon Pro fans, shout out to Yannick for this. But if you guys like like uh, Iwasaki, like Koki, you'll like this guy. And they were like very well friends and inter intermingled when they were both in DDT and DNA originally. So if you like him, you'll like Nakatsu. And uh, with Harimau, he has the chance to do some good things. Uh, so I'm very hype about that. So, uh, now we move on to the first show I have not watched a single match from, but uh, you have, I think. Uh, the DDT Heatwave Overflowers Overfla 2, the world unknown to everyone. That's on a convenient produce show. I have not had the time to sit down and watch this uh, show, but it had two degeneration matches. Uh, Illusion versus Kasuma Sume in the A block. Uh, what do you think about that? Yeah, you know, here's the thing with this. I just kind of put over Illusion for his performance, uh, you know, and the other one against Koroku. The problem with, with this is Sumi is so young in himself. And I don't think that they mix together quite as well. And I think Kuroku was able to ground him more. With Sumi, you know, he's much more of a high flyer guy. Yeah. You know, uh, like high, high speed type of dude you would see there. Um, I didn't think this match was like particularly special. It was like very, very much indie, like indie match between high flyers. Uh, these guys had uh, Sumi I like a lot too as well. But uh, the good thing about this match though was that Illusion actually won, believe it or not. Yeah. Uh, he he ended up using like the O'Connor roll into the bridge, like uh, for it. Uh, it was a really good uh, finishing stretch for Illusion. Had uh, to get the win. Sumi, a uh, good high flyer with a lot of potential, but I don't think in this match. The other match was again my guy Nakamura, who was awesome in, in his match as well. Uh, yeah. he, he took he took on uh, Yuki Ishida, and Nakamura to me 
I just like I said, he's another guy that I think everyone's slept on him for so long because he's been gone for so long. It's not like we slept on him really, but he's waking us up with this tournament because I was so impressed by him uh, going in there. Uh, Ishida, like you said, another good performance. He's a, such a solid guy. You know, he's not a guy yeah. that ever really super stands out to me but here these two like this match was hard hitting in my opinion and it actually got pretty competitive uh too they were going back and forth at it doing some great strikes uh and in the end Ishida won with with the flame palm like which is a strike in and of itself yeah. so uh you know it's like they, this was a strike battle between these two and got very competitive too more so than the other matches i would say very evenly matched it showed that they uh, see these guys on a similar level and that's good because uh, hopefully they can grow from it. And I, I really like that match. That was a good match. I would definitely ch say check it out. Another one you could probably pass on, but th this was a worth match worthwhile. I would say. Yeah, I I will. I just haven't had the time. I've been kind of busy. <laughs> but what about uh, what about Sakura Hirota on, on that show? Uh, I, sure, saw, you, you I the, saw clips of that. <laughs> yeah, you saw the you saw the clips at least. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I I'm I'm happy about that. Yeah. Let's keep uh, Sakura Hirota doing like uh, her stupid uh, Takeshita impressions. I love them. <laughs> she she, she impersonates everyone. So uh, how uh, how was the uh, the Sonic Amina uh, main event? You know, I mean, this match had such weird rules. Uh, yeah. I, I can I can barely follow what's going on. <laughs> don't, don't be honest. But uh, if you're a fan of this kind of crazy stuff. Uh, and there was definitely some, uh, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. There was definitely some, you know, uh, guys love guys action <laughs> here in this match. Uh, if you're a fan of that, then you probably loved it. Uh, for me, I, I definitely left. I mean, with DDT, you know what you're expecting, you know, but I would say it was one of my favorite matches. So let's, let's put it that way. I, I like the Hirota stuff more. Uh, I will say that. Uh, yeah, it, it makes it makes sense. Um, so. Something I forgot to mention with the Kazuma Sumi match in the B block was that that was his final match in the tournament, and he did not win a single match in the tournament. So, like that, I still love you, Sumi. I mean, like he he is the 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 guy that is the most recent debut, so that makes sense, kind of. Yeah. Uh, but then we move on to the big show of the weekend in uh, DDT land. <laughs> Uh, DDT Friendship, Effort, and Victory in Nagoya 2023 with an attendance of 398 on the, uh, the 19th. Uh, no, wait, it was on the 18th, so yesterday, on Saturday, and I am really disappointed about this, about this number. Uh, so to put it into perspective, I just need to like put some perspective on this number. For DDT, because this is kind of a big deal. Uh, so the same day, in the morning, uh, Tokyo Joshi Pro, the sister promotion to DDT, drew three hundred more almost than this, but they drew some six hundred something. And then we move on to like two two, well one month ago in January, where Stardom Stardom, of course, they are the like second. Uh, biggest in attendance anyway, so that makes sense, but they drew a 1,071 in this building. I, this is, like, kind of sad for DDT, in my opinion, <laughs> that they drew under 400 in a building where their 
younger system promotion of Tokyo Joshi Pro through 300 more almost. Uh, is it maybe... sad for DDT or is it sad for society at large? Because this show was the name of it. Okay, I, like this is not a lie. You tell me if, where I'm lying, Sandre. This show was called Friendship, Effort, and Victory. Correct. Yeah. So does this mean? Is this what this really tells us? Is that Japan has given up all hope? There's no friendship, effort, or victory anymore. Is that is that what we're to take away from the show? Nobody believes it outside of the, these 398 fans. Is that what you're telling me, Sandre? I don't know. <laughs> and it pro- proves that uh, Naruki Doi is not a draw for DDT, I guess. Uh, uh, I mean, Cannon's in the main event, you know, as well. We we have to. <laughs> I think we yeah. do have to yeah, like, put some figures there. <laughs> like the, the and the main event on the Tokyo Joshi Pro Show the morning had. Archer Kong in it, so you know. <laughs> Archer, uh, yeah, Archer Kong will bring like a hundred more people into the, into the building. Yeah, Ken is a lot of main event player. Yeah. Mid card at best. Well, uh, I, I would say. Well, the Tokyo Georgia Pro match did not have a main, have a main event player either in uh, Moko Miyamoto, but yeah, but Miyamoto is awesome as well. Yeah, yeah. as well. Cotton is not on the same level as Moko's, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but anyways, uh, that is enough attendance uh, talk. It's a silly thing that only like the nerdiest of us care about. Well, uh, it's actually kind of like the most important, but not for the, like for the companies themselves. Uh, they're yeah. the ones who care about it even more. But uh, I like I said, I, in my opinion, friendship, effort, and victory. We will keep it alive, even if it you know maybe some people have given up on that ideal. On this show, we will keep it alive, and we—that's why we're talking about it right now. Yeah, I—I I, I guess so. So, uh, the first match on the the show was uh, a D-Generation Cup uh, semifinal. This was the semifinal, I think. Yeah, uh, it was the semifinal of the uh, D-Generation Cup, where Takashi Masada uh, defeated Toy Kojima with the Samurai Driver, uh, 0-1, uh, one. It, uh, but yeah, this was a fun opener. Uh, both these wrestlers had been have been really good in the Generation Cup, and I thought they this match was just a lot of shops and good babyface fire versus babyface fire. Or it also kind of showcased how uh, Masada could be if he like was more of a like heelish guy, kind of. But what do you think about this? Let me ask you this before I get my comment on this match. Do you think this match, what do you think of the three that it exemplified most? Friendship, effort, or victory? You can only pick one. <laughs> this, uh, this, this, Not uh, friendship. No, this match, uh, encapsulated victory. Yes, that's true. Clearly. <laughs> yeah, 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 for Kojima, no, but uh, Masada definitely did. I think that they did a good job, actually, of giving Kojima a lot in this match to make, you know, like, even though Masada is kind of like the wonderkind everyone loves right now, they made Kojima really take control of the match a lot, and yeah. uh, Mas- Mas- Masada got to do his thing, like you said, do a lot of uh, good action with him. I thought he did a good job in his role, too, even though, like you said, maybe it was a little different than his normal run, but, but I-, I thought it was good. If Toy Kojima had won this match, 
he would have uh, won the block and eliminated. Uh, like no, he could have like went to a draw and still still won the match, like the right. tournament, the block. Um, yep. Mas- Masara needed to beat him. Tokujima yeah. just needed to survive because he had four points going into this match. So that was something that was interesting, and uh, it played out that Takeshi Masara won the B, uh, the B block. Uh, but in the next match, surprise happened. Yep. Because, like, before the tournament happened, we all, like, looked at the beach block and we saw, okay, Masara is winning the B block. But the winner of the A block is obviously Hideki Okatane, since he's the more featured guy. Well, no, because Yuya Kuroku endured and got through the whole match. And wow, what a performance from uh, Yuya Kuroku. I... This is my match of the tournament, in my opinion. This was such a good, like, surprise win, first of all, but it was also such a, like, great sell by both people of the importance of the match. Uh, what did you think about this? I'm right there with you, Sandre. Th- this match was awesome. Was so hype- I was so psyched to see uh, Kuroku get the win here. You know, I got to say, I definitely feel the same way as you about, you know, we talked about it before, that uh, I really thought Okatani was going to win the the tournament. Uh, You know, I thought he's going to win the whole tournament, Uh, but more or less. uh, A big shout out to uh, our our friend uh, Dan Ball on Twitter. He, I remember when I made that prediction, he, he said that he thought that maybe I oversold Okatani's chances. And hey, you know. Yeah. Nobody bats a thousand. I'm not. I'm not afraid. I'm not person enough. You know, a little bit of man and a little bit of woman in me. I'm a person enough to admit that when I'm wrong. And I thought Okatani was going to win. And look at this. I got it wrong. Yeah. Uh, in I mean, the end, co- uh, shout out Dan Ball for that prediction because, like, he listens to our show and that that like he he called us out on that that we undersold. Yeah. You, Kuroku's uh, chances, and I, we we got called out. It was our fault. Like we forgot about him, and it was surprising. I didn't forget about him. I just thought Okatani would win. Yeah, win yeah, at yeah. the end of the day. But like on paper, it was him. It looked like it was going to be his win. Yeah, yeah. But I don't mind. I, I'm happy. I, I, thought, I thought I'm it really happy. Out. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I'm I'm very pleasantly surprised that DDT has brought it out with us. So shout out to Dan. Shout out to uh, Koroku. Shout out to all the fans that made it happen. And I I'm so happy because these two are my favorite of of all the guys. Yeah. Although Nakamura is rising up to that level, I have to admit. Uh, but uh, Koroku and Masada are like one uh, A and one B to me. Uh, it's going to be great no matter who wins. I would say. Yeah, I I think this is going to be a great final of the tournament and uh yeah uh, it it should showcase uh like a young younger version of uh Yunakiyama versus a younger version of uh <laughs> i guess <laughs> they only just look like that but they are not the younger versions of those wrestlers <laughs> I'm sure that uh, Koroku wishes he would have the career that uh, Akiyama has and maybe yeah. he will at some Maybe point, obviously. Yeah, I, I, I have hopes for him to like have a good run. Yeah, but me too. The next match was painful. That is the only thing I will say about it. It was painful because it was a four-way tag match of Antonio Honda and Sakekai defeating 
Yuki, sexy Eno, Tantrik Dandy Dino of the Pheromones, Toru Iwashi and Kazusiki Hirata, Goto Ihashi and Keigo Nakamura. So, Sake Kai pinned Ihashi with the Rookie Award after Ihashi had tried to get Sake Kai to marry him by hitting him with salt on Honda. This was nothing. Don't watch this match. <laughs> so why do you think that Akai didn't want to marry him? She she's busy. <laughs> she uh, has other plans. Well, and then those plans clearly involve feuding with Kip Sabian and, and Penelope Ford. Uh, because uh, yeah. unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, she lost her her title uh, to them. Uh, unfortunately, so. Yeah, yeah, I should I should have like uh, like predicted that she was going to lose the title when after this match was over, her partner tried to win the title from her, <laughs> but I mean, she ran ran backstage. <laughs> yes, this is a curse of the heavy metalweight title. Is that yeah? You always have a target. Yeah, but this was don't watch this match. Like it was nothing. <laughs> this next uh, the next match was really fun in my opinion though <laughs> because. Uh, Yuki Sakaguchi, uh, Kotaro Suzuki, and Yusuke Okada uh, uh, had a match versus Yuji Hino, Makoto Ishii, and Kazuma Sumi. Fun, uh, fun six man. Like nothing special, but like a fun cleanser from the four- last match, which was very pheromones heavy. Uh, but the finish was Kotaro uh, Suzuki pinning Sumi, and that would come into play later on the show. Yeah, that's the main thing, is that it would set up uh, Suzuki's next move, which we would see later. Yeah. Uh, the next match was an international special six-man tag match of Kip Sabian with Penelope Ford, teaming with Chris Brooks and Hagane Shino uh, of Got The Move and also of AW Dark, but he came back to uh, DDT, uh, something I've been wanting for a long time. Uh, but they defeated Kasusara Higuchi, Yuki Ueno, and Yuki Ishida, the DDT homegrowns kind of. When Sabian in his debut match uh, pinned pinned Yuki Ishida with the Deathly Hallows. Um, yeah, this was a. I thought this was a, actually a good debut for Kip Sabian, but he didn't stand out. His sta- the standout member of this match was Hagunishino. <laughs> you know. That's uh, kind of the story of Kip's career. You know, he didn't stand out very much. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm a huge fan of Shino. He was my OG favorite back, back in the day, uh, oh, yeah. like t- yeah, t- 10 years ago. He's a uh, Madoka star. He's a K-Dojo ace, uh, Hagane Shino, for- formerly. And he's had some ups and downs in his career, but has really saw- gotten a lot of success lately, being on AEW, uh, having a good oh. run here. Yeah, yeah, you know, so uh, I'm happy for him. Hopefully we see yeah. more of him in the future. Uh, you know, it wasn't anything super great in this match, in my opinion. Obviously, the spotlight was mainly on I, Sabian and a little bit of Brooks. I, I, I thought Hagonashino and Yuki Ueno had showcased some great chemistry that I, and I was like, I need a singles match, like now. <laughs> oh, I would love to see that. If they could have a singles match, that would be awesome. Like, great matchup on paper. Uh, Shino, I mean, they have the same finisher, so like it's like a natural pairing, you know. It's like Shino yeah. invented Ueno's move, uh, you know, and then like I, I would love to see them go at it. I think they're a natural pairing against each other. Yeah. Um. So we we kind of talked about this uh, 
earlier on the uh because last last week and i was a guest on your patreon show and we talked about tgpw and uh, we've kind of talked about this there but the thing with all these people that always come over for uh, the um, to do like to get like better or get another experience in japan they always just come over and have two or three matches and then they go back home to their company or to the u.s indies uh we talked about this with Jinai kai that she she could do with staying there but she's going back home uh after after the international princess title match which was really good by the way you should watch that but uh the, this goes with keep saving also because it looks like Kip Sabian, like, even though, like, his girlfriend won the Iron Man heavy metal title, which will be, like, off her, like, as soon as she is on camera next. Because that's that title. <laughs> but, like, she, he's, he's not staying. Like, he's having, like, this match and one more match, and then he's going home again to AEW and to Wrestle on Dark. But... I just wish that what like one guy that they bring in stick around and get some real growth, you know? Like stick around for a couple of months and get growth in their career and get like better and can learn more. It's kind of like a pet peeve of mine, I guess, but um I understand like why it not it doesn't work for everyone because like months away from home can be demanding and visa issues is a thing but yeah i just ho- hope the ne- like some guy sticks around a bit because as you've seen like with jack morris and noah chris brooks in ddt some like i can't remember but probably people everywhere but they get better in japan it's a, it's a actually a fact they actually get better they learn more by being in like random ultimate matches in Japan, then they will learn by squashing people on dark or losing to people on dark or like God forbid working GCW. Uh but yeah, you're de- <laughs> what what is your thoughts about my little rant there? Yeah, you know, the only thing with DDT is that they've not really they've not really shown any interest in that. Uh, I would say overall this is kind of their playbook, so to speak. They bring in new guys and and uh, hopefully get a match or two out of them, like you said, maybe a tour if we're lucky. Yeah. They're such a unique promotion as well. Like Noah, I think that that definitely applies to yeah. in terms of in terms of getting better. We saw it, like you said, with Jack Morris is the most recent exa- example of somebody coming over and really having time to grow and improve. And he started from such a, you know, like nobody really knew him. And I, I'm not hating on him at all by this. It's like he was oh. a completely new player. Uh, at the moment, I I would know this. I've been in, I've been in those shoes <laughs> before, but and that kind of experience would have been invaluable uh, to any young wrestler that is on a, a lower level like that that hasn't just hasn't had an opportunity. With these AEW guys, it's tough because like somebody like Sabian, it's not like he's some new guy. Like he's been oh. around forever, uh, and it's just like. This was probably cool for him, and and probably Brooks as well. I'm sure that they're friends, uh, Brooks and Sabian. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So it's like you, this was more of a, a personal favor, almost kind of, and you could get hopefully get a little bit out of them. If somebody was going to do that, I think the best way, uh, if they were going to go to a DDT, so to speak, yeah, and improve, 
it would have to be somebody really new like that would that would be able to wrestle kind of mix it up with the the young guys like you know the rookies that do their style to improve because in ddt wrestling is not the name of the game you know entirely it's much more of a vibe and a comedy promotion ultimately than a noah or anything yeah. like that so that like you can learn some certain things in that, but I don't think the the opportunity for growth is there in DDT. Uh, you know, TJPW again, more of a vibe promotion than anything. So I think it's the companies that also should think that way, but they're more interested in being their own. And they, they both occupy a unique space in the wrestling scene. Yeah. You know, without some of this goofy stuff, you know, the and all of that, the dumb stuff, it, DDT wouldn't be DDT without it. At the end of the day. So I think that that needs to be said as, as well. But I think if somebody did that, though, like let's say somebody did come over for a long time and, and trained and got to wrestle the young guys and wrestle with Akiyama, him alone is somebody that everybody can learn from no matter who you are. There's yeah. no wrestler in America that would not learn something from Jun Akiyama. I'm sorry. So if you had that little excursion, it could totally work. But with the AEW guys, it's very tough because... Uh, Tony Khan's shown in the past that he's not he's not always the most giving when it comes to indie promotions or smaller promotions than AEW and you know and a lot of the wrestlers like you said we don't know what they want personally and I maybe Kip man maybe somebody like Sabian maybe he wants to be in Japan for a long time yeah. maybe he thinks man I'm I'm not really going to be doing a lot on AEW probably so this could give me a chance to grow and that's how if I were in AEW and I was someone on Sabian's level Somebody that's basically a fringe character at this point. I mean, he was on Dynamite last week, and you know, not a, a not a spectacular standout match, I would say, versus nope. Hangman. But if you're a dark guy, why not roll the dice? Like, why why not try to do something different at least yeah. and give yourself a new perspective? So, like, if I were a wrestler, I would think that. But I think the companies are the ones that uh, intercede that more than I mean, even more the wrestlers. In the end, we don't know. We we are just two people talking about. To people with like people we don't know doing stuff in Japan, like we, <laughs> but again, I I just think that this is a better use of his time than uh, winning or doing dark matches, like and like doing nothing uh, TV matches where the yeah, <laughs> this just it will build people up more. I feel like, but I, no, then I'm, again, I'm just uh, yeah. Then again, like. You can we can have like a George and I love in the and that's not a good thing, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Anyway, we move on to Yunakiyama defending his extreme title match in a master of environment match versus Akito. Uh, this match was so weird. <laughs> uh, so, okay, first of all, this match had like ropes that went into a cross in the middle of the ring and those could be used just like normal ropes in wrestling matches but not rope breaks which was kind of weird <laughs> but anyways it <laughs> it uh, led to Yunakiyama pinning uh, Akito with the wrist clutch inside cradle uh, for his third victory of the extreme title what did you think about this? Yeah, this is mainly about people getting messed up by the ropes, you know, tripping over them, getting caught up in them, not having a lot of room to run around in. 
I was just thinking like the whole time I was wondering what I would do if I wrestled this kind of match, like how I would, yeah, like how I, how I would approach it. Um, and I mean, it's really hard to have so little mobility because I, when I wrestled before, some of the rings we had were so small. Like yeah. when you're on a super low level indies, I think they're a lot better about it these days than back then. But you know, I've been in some really small rings, <laughs> so so to speak. And the bigger is always the better, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, and now this one, it's like you're making it super small. <laughs> so it's like, uh, I don't know whose idea this was, but it was somewhat amusing, I would say. And, and I love Akito, so I'm always a yeah. big fan. He's like hey, one of my favorite guys. Any Akito singles match is great for me because he comes out to Heroes Come Back, which is like one of my favorite anime openings of all time. So like, I'm fine with that. <laughs> there you go. Right, right there. How about that? Uh, yeah. You know, uh, I think that uh you know we we've all been there but let, let me actually now that you bring this up because this was the naruto opening right yeah yeah Sorry, so yeah 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 on. uh yeah like one of the uh yeah so yeah one probably one of the first ones yeah what what was your favorite i will briefly go on this who was your favorite character in naruto um itachi a great choice, like an yeah. excellent pick. One of the most emotional, and what definitely yeah. anybody can root for him over his brother. I would say he was yeah, one I of mean, the worst characters. I would say for the thirteen-year-old emo kid in me, Itachi was like the perfect guy. <laughs> to he, was like, he was what the emos uh, wanted. I'm I'm yeah. still kind of an emo even even now, yeah. uh, but like uh, we that's who we aspire to be. Sasuke is like the one who gives the emos the bad reputation. And Ita- <laughs> yeah. Ita- Ita- Itachi gives us a good you know that, that's who we aspire to be yeah. uh, overall. So good choice as well there. And uh, there's really no no pun I can make for Itachi with either of these two. I would I would say. But, uh, you know, that is a great choice on your part. And the match, it wasn't that great overall. Wait, wait, wait. You, you didn't say your favorite in Naruto. Uh, it's so hard to pick just one. You know, yeah, Naruto was a huge part of my childhood. Like, yeah, I, I, I love that anime. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, well, I guess... I'll, how about this? I'm going to bring it down. For guys, my favorite was Kakashi-sensei, of course. Yes. Um, and for the girls, uh, I... I was a huge, and this is super embarrassing to say probably now, now that we're adults and stuff, but when I was a kid, I was a huge shipper of Naruto and Hinata, so uh, Hinata was always kind of my OG uh, favorite uh, there, and then they actually got together in the show yeah. at Boruto, so... Uh, you must have been I, glad at the end. <laughs> what, what a victory at the end, because a lot of times, I used to be on those, like, the back in the message board days, I'd be, like, as a kid, I was like, yeah, I was still a teenager or a kid at this point, like, still wrestling, yeah. probably, but I was like, no, Naruto and Hinata have to be together, and it made me like, no, they'll never put, they'll never give anybody a ship because it'll make others mad, because a lot of people are like, Naruto and Sakura, or Naruto and Hinata, and it was a big war at the time, so to speak, yeah. uh, and how and how goofy do you Naruto and Sakura shippers look now? Yeah, uh, after boo, all these years. Boo, boo them, boo Sakura and Naruto shippers. Boo yeah, them. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To- total, total failure on uh, yeah. their part. But we've all learned. We've all lived and learned since those days. So I think that uh, that we would go there. But yeah, Kakashi and and Hinata were my, my two OG favorites as well. Uh, although, although I was a, a very base show. Show, show yes. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. But, uh, anyways, uh, Akiyama uh, said after his match so, uh, something I did. I, 
What was that? Uh, anyways, Kotaro Suzuki came out and challenged uh, <laughs> Okayama after this match. And they said that this will be a normal wrestling match. Normal this totally, <laughs> Yeah, this totally proves that it's going to be even goofier than this uh, Master of Environment match with Akito. There's going to be so much craziness involved. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, because he was like, yeah, if you want a real hard-hitting match, you fight me for the title. So that basically maybe, kept off that it's going to be crazy. Maybe, maybe Kotaro and uh, Yunokeyama do like an UWF rules match. And they, that in and of itself would be hilarious to me. <laughs> like that would be comedy to me in DAT yeah. to have like a shoot match. Uh, that would that would actually I mean, be more funny than whatever they well, probably I would mean, do. They did that with Shinoki versus uh, Hashimoto last year, didn't they? It was a YouTube yeah. match. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But that will happen on uh, Judgment, the Korokan All Show on March twenty third, twenty third or twenty first. One of the twenty first. 21st. Okay, but uh, with that match, we move on to the next. Uh, by the way, I just need to say uh, it's cool that uh, Kotaro Suzuki is challenging. I like that. Uh, but it makes me worried that we won't have a six man title defense on that card. Maybe they dropped them before that? <laughs> oh, who knows? But I'm with you. Uh, shout out to Suzuki, one of the best movesets in all of wrestling. Uh, but the next match was a Nagoya Specialty Special six-man tag match of uh, Mao, Shunma, Katsumata, and Yukio Naya versus Harashima, uh, Soma Takao, and Shinya Ishida of uh, like Nagoya Indies. <laughs> so uh, if you are like a viewer of uh, DDT and you don't know who Shinya Ishida is, he is like a guy that only works in Nagoya. I think like he work. He's a regular in Sportiva, which is like an indie uh, that is run out of like a gym in in Nagoya, and like he he has been on DDT sh- shows before, but only when they are in Nagoya because he's a Nagoya local and is never outside of that. Which is making this, which is sad because like he's such a good wrestler, <laughs> and I want to see more of him, but. He's only wrestling in this one city, which I respect, I guess. Uh, what do you think about this? He has a hometown advantage. You, you have to give it up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe we could get uh, Kosugi if we're bringing in Sportiva guys. <laughs> Bring him into DDT. He's Sportiva champion. You uh, Shimizu. Yeah, him too. Bring him in. He's good. Uh, but uh, yeah, the one, the main event of the Sportiva show, I actually watched it. Kosugi versus Takai was like a really good match, actually. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, you get Mao and Shunma, Naya, Hiroshima, Soma, Ishida. Look at these names. Yeah, I like this was my, after the Degeneration Cup uh, A Buck final, this was my favorite match of the show. Uh, after this match and the main event. I mean, the, the main event. The B block final, the B block fi- uh, A block final, and this match. I am really messing up stuff because I'm really tired. I'm sorry. It's okay, but that, that's what it's about. This is about friendship, effort, and victory. That's what this yes. show is about. And you are showing the effort. We're friends, and we're going for the victories right now. But uh, overall, yeah, I mean the match was okay. I, I I personally didn't think this stood out super much to me. 
but I'm always happy to see Hiroshima do, do good things. Um, Ishida, like you said, good wrestler, a big fan of his. We need to see these guys like him, Kosugi, and so on and so forth. Uh, you know, uh, you bring them all over. Yeah. And it was, uh, it was more of just this. The main thing in this thing was a preview of Hiroshima versus Naya, which is happening next weekend. Uh, but yeah, the finish uh, was Naya pinning Soma with uh, a backdrop. And yeah, it, it was it, here, like Yuki and Naya and Hiroshima stared off at the end of the match, and they are building to that uh, number one contendership match. Uh, who do you, who do you think will win? Have you changed your mind? I I hope Parashma wins. I think Yuki and I wins though. But we will talk about uh, or we will preview that show next week uh, because it will we it will happen on Thursday. Like we will talk about we will record next Thursday. <laughs> I mean, right? Yeah. Uh, so then we move on to the main event. Naruki Doi uh, defeated Kanon to make his first victory of the DDT Universe title. His first uh, ret- retention of the DDT Universe title. Uh, and he won with a Bakhtari sliding kick. Uh, I'll keep my, my whole speed brief. I thought this was one of the best Kanon performances so far. But it took some time for this match to be good. And yeah. it only got good after the interferences happened. Uh, but yeah, what did you think about this? And it specifically got good after all the people interfering, like, got left, left. Uh, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. 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 And, and say so after that happened and we saw him just get to wrestle normal, uh, I thought, yeah, it definitely got really good uh, overall. And Doi, I think, is a good choice for champion. Uh, Kanan, I think, still has a long way to go. If, if oh, we're yeah. being, if we're, if we're being honest, I, I'm not a huge fan of his, to, to be honest. I just as a wrestler, but he showed I, that, he, yeah, yeah. Like in this match, he looked really good, though. Like in my opinion, like I thought, Doi made him look like a star. But maybe that's more of Doi selling than uh, Kanan. <laughs> yeah, um, I Doi did a great job and. I said this was the this was one of the few times in DDT that he's really shown a lot. He was a guy I had a ton of high hopes for coming in, coming from JTO, and he never really lived up to him because he was stuck in damnation this this whole time pretty much. But he yeah. he showed here that he does have something to him. Let's see what he can do in the future. But as a match, I thought this was pretty all right. I, I personally didn't think this was a great match uh, myself. Uh, but it did have some good moments at the end, uh, you know, like, you know, the last five minutes or whatever. It's always kind of a, a cliche statement. I don't really like making it, but I will make it here. The last five minutes or so were really good and worth watching. And it was a good win for Doi, even though it was I personally didn't feel there was any hope of of Canon winning the yeah. title either, uh, which is another little bit of an issue. But the next match could be very interesting since he called out Indo afterwards. Yes. Uh Doi challenged Endo, or asked for Endo, but Endo couldn't show up because he was under the weather. <laughs> get well soon, Endo. Yeah, I get well soon. Uh, he that that's why he couldn't work the show. But yeah, he uh, uh, Doi asked for Endo after the match, and uh, they set that up for the Judgment Show. So that's another match to that show that is going going to be really long because they have already said that it's five <laughs> hours long. But. That is uh, DDT. 
for this week. Uh, we are we have some like DDT previews to do, but uh, as we said, as I said earlier, the Into the Fight preview will be uh, next week because it happens next weekend, uh, and um, the Hollywood and GCW shows we can also talk about next weekend because they might be announcing more matches between now and then for those two match- shows. But I don't like the GCW versus DDT card so far. That is what I'll say. <laughs> but that's then, a tease right there. I, that's why you are becoming a professional, my friend. You just yeah. teased it a little, what you got to say. Yeah. So wait till next week for to hear my thoughts about the DDT versus GCW card <laughs> for WrestleMania weekend. But then we move over to Reyes de Perez, Dragon Gate, and we go all the way back to the 11th. <laughs> uh, the 11th of uh, February, uh, we are uh, from K- uh, Kyoto KBS Hall, a Dragon Gate Network upload that, uh, yeah, we uh, this show was like my reasoning why I wanted to wait until Sunday to record, because this was a nothing show. This was a very, <laughs> very nothing show that you don't need to watch. You, you only need to watch one match from it. Maybe the main event, if you care about, uh, like, watching every match in the Reyes de Perez. But I thought this match was really disappointing. Uh, but there were some highlights, luckily. So the first highlight was in the Reyes de Perez A block. Uh, Kung Fu Masters, Jason Lee and Jackie Funky Kamei versus Kaito Nagano and Yoshiki Kato. This was so fun and great. Because the rookies got an upset on the former tag champs. <laughs> on the former Twin Gate champs, the rookies got a shocking finish, uh, like win, when uh, Kato reversed uh, a roll up from JFK with another roll up. And uh, yeah, that I thought this match was really good. What do you think about this? Well, I was personally not very happy with the result here. I having the Kung Fu Masters lose. I mean, I I mean I'm happy for the rookies, but I want Kung Fu Masters to win. The, yeah. the, is the is the problem with this? Like, like let them upset somebody else. Like let them beat the strong machines. <laughs> It'll be fine. But yeah, the match was definitely better than the main event, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, I thought that these guys a match of this show to be honest, like, which was why I started saying. <laughs> yeah. This. I... I mean, it's not surprising because the Kung Fu Masters, to me, are, are just a great team, in my opinion. Jason is one of my absolute favorites. I think he's one of the best in, in the whole company, uh, you know, right up near the top. Yeah. Uh, Nagano and Kato, I've really enjoyed both of them. And this just proves, this is another step in proving that Kato, he's going to be a guy. Like, he's already getting wins over people. They see a lot in this brother, and he's going to do great things in the future. And uh, Nagano, a very fun wrestler as well. Uh, the match was a lot of fun. I thought it was really good all around. I think, again, uh, Jason deserves particular special credit among everybody of keeping it together with two rookies. And Jackie is still a, a, a very fun guy, but not as experienced as Jason. And I think he still really made everyone look the best. And yeah. uh, Jackie, Jackie losing, it doesn't like, like hurt him any really. Oh. Uh, more so the more so the team than anything. But uh, you know, Kato getting the win, it's a cool deal but for him, and it shows you something. It was also like a 
it's kind of like big for them to pin the former Twingate champions. Like, yeah, that that's the big thing about it, in my opinion. But uh, some last words about this match is how how sad is it to see Jackie Funky Kamei and Jason Lee do this natural vibe stance alone? That was yeah. That was, that was really sad. I was like, because like Casey, Casey and uh, Big Boss are in the states, and uh, Strong Machine J was in the main event, and he didn't come out with them. But I was like, oh man, <laughs> that's hard to watch. More kung fu, less natural vibes until we get the whole crew together. Yeah, yeah, I guess that that makes sense. Uh, the next match I need to mention from this show, like it wasn't a good match, but I need to mention it uh, because it's a kind of a big deal. Uh, Nosawa Ronga Dragon Gate Final Special Six Man Tag Match: uh, Ultimo Dragon, uh, Dragon Kid, and Nosawa Ronga versus M3K, Susumu Mochizuki, Yasushi Kanda, and Mochizuki Junior. This was like a nothing match, like at all, but. Like it, it like Nosawa had fun, and at the end, Dragon Gate came a pretty emotional, uh, like and wholesome farewell farewell ceremony to Nosawa, who has been like in and out of the company for like a long while, and is pretty known in the roster. And uh, like I, I think. Like uh, he, he is great friends with a lot of the people on the roster because they work together in Mexico a lot, and like they know each other. So it was really cool for them to give him this like ceremony that they gave him. Yeah, I mean he he's been around for you know he probably showed up at the uh, Dragon Gate, excuse me, mm, probably around fifteen years ago, somewhere yeah. around there. So. Uh, he he's a guy that obviously they had Gur and Tai and they would intermingle at times, uh, you know, in, in there. Uh, you know, he was a part of different factions uh, across the land, so to speak. He's a guy that uh, has a big influence in Japanese wrestling in general. He's always a name that people bring up, and he is a guy who got a nice, warm, going away gift from Dragon Gate. So yeah, so far, we're just really touching. Like that's so nice of them to do. <laughs> Because, like, they didn't need to do that because, like, he's not a regular roster member. Like, they do that for the regular roster members, but, like, yeah, for him, and, and yeah, and I, I, you could see it meant a lot to him because he was really happy. But, uh, I thought that was just wholesome and needed to be mentioned. Uh, but we move on to the main event on this show Race the Piraeus B Block uh, Yamadoi versus Strong Machine. Uh, versus the Strong Machines. Okay, so Yamato and Narukidoi versus the Strong Machines, Strong Machine J and Strong Machine F, also known as Don Fuji. But I thought this match was weird. Very disappointing and weird. Uh, Yamato had a weird obsession with taking off Strong Machine J's mask the whole match, and like, I, I thought the match was dragging a lot, and you, you could tell. You could tell, like, at one point in the match that they were going to the time limit draw, which ended up happening. Uh, and yeah, I this was not for me. I I don't know. This was very disappointing for him after the great match Yamato had at the Cork and Horn show. I think Yamato, listen, 
he saw that Nosawa retirement show and he wanted to bring some Rudo style to this, some Lucha Libre heel tactics to this to go after the mask. And it led to maybe a match that doesn't really play to their strengths as much as it could be. And most importantly, I will bring this up every time. Where was the breakdancing for Strong Machine F? Yes, it it needs to happen. (laughs) Until that happens, if they continue to leave me hanging, I'm going to downgrade their matches at this point. This is the only justifiable option. It's justice in many ways. And they've left me hanging for far too long, so I, I have to criticize them for that. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about the actual match, though? <laughs> like, well, the, the, the match itself, it was too long. I mean, yeah. like, I don't know why they want, wanted to go 20 minutes. Yeah, and why you know, was this, this is not... Like, this won't be the first time I talk about draws, by the way, but why was this a draw? Uh... I just don't think it played into the strengths of their, them as wrestlers. We saw what Doyama did in the other show. Yeah. And how well they played in that type of match. Here, you're doing this lumbering match, and the Strong Machines are not made for this. The Jay is very improved. Obviously, uh, Fuji is very, Fuji's very young, or very old, uh, per <laughs> se. Not very young at all. Uh, the, the opposite. So the, these guys are not young enough to be doing these kind of matches, or maybe skilled enough in Jay's case. Yeah. Um, you know, I just don't think this match played to any of their strengths. And as a main event, I totally see why you're disappointed. I wish they had cut it down a little bit. Maybe they want it to be a draw. Maybe they have some kind of grand plan with the points that we don't know about. That you know, maybe they needed that. Maybe they needed Doyama to not win this match, but they didn't want them to lose to the Strong Machines. So it's like this was the, their best way out of it. We'll we'll know by the end of it. But as a singular watch, as the match we watched, no, it wasn't a great match at all. And I wish they had sped it up and cut out some of the stuff in the middle, and they would have had a better match. I will get to this later, but I think Genki Horiguchi has taken a look into one Rossi Ogawa's uh, playbook and taken some notes. <laughs> well, hey, remember, he messaged me last week. Or, excuse me, a mysterious uh, R. Ogawa messaged Uh-oh. me last week that said that they needed more draws. So was that a, a premonition? I think it was. <laughs> Anyways... We move over to uh, a sh- show that didn't have any draws in the Reyes de Perez, which made me happy. <laughs> but Reyes de Perez, A Block, uh, Kaito Nagano, and Yoshiki Kato versus Seabrats. Oh, I forgot to say what show this was. Uh, Reyes de Perez, Night 5, Sachi Hoku uh, Boys Homecoming Show in Okayama. Hotel sent in uh, wait, on the 12th uh, of February. This was a YouTube upload. Uh, but yeah, the match was uh, Kaito Nagano, Yoshi Kikato versus Seabrats, Hyo Nation. A s- match that started off hot, but like, got like nothing, and then ended. <laughs> like, it started off good, but it like, then quickly just went to the finish. Uh, a really quick match. What do you think about this? Yeah, you know, <sighs> I I feel like, oh, Hyo and Ishin are not as good as Jackie and Jason Lee. It's not some big hot take. It's obvious that as wrestlers, the other two oh. are much more advanced. Yeah. But the funny thing is, like, this is only one minute shorter, like uh, one minute, 20 seconds shorter than the, the Kung Fu Masters match. Really? Uh, 
Yeah, there's eight thirty-seven for this, wow. and the and the other one was uh, ten, 10 minutes flat. So uh, I don't know. Like I said, uh, I just think that this he, felt so like much shorter because like I felt I felt it was it started off with like a, uh, the rookies going after him and was really hot, but and then like nothing, and then the low bro and Nagano got pinned. Uh, yeah, but, I just. Uh, I really thought this was not a great match to to, to yeah. be honest with you. Uh, like I, I think that the rookies and like I said, they're not you know, that's what I'm saying. There's place there's a place for the heel sleazy characters like Hyo and, and so on. And I guess maybe Ishin's following that lead in this team. Uh but I think that it's not going to lead to great matches. So hopefully yeah. like this was a story win for to let the heels get a, a cheating win even over rookie teams. They still have the to win in a sleazy way. So it was but, what it was. It wasn't a great but, match, but, but then I, again, I like these shows are on the house show. So like the Yeah. Like I'm okay. Like they were gonna uh, these kind of matches were gonna happen. Like we have already seen like Shun Skywalker and Kaya versus Ben Vita match was like basically the same as this match, but a way, yeah. way, way, way longer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and like they are on the YouTube uploads. So like you have to be a like really hardcore fan like us to like get those, I guess. But they're free. That's the big important thing. They're free. They, the next match though on this show that I thought was really good or not like really good, but good. Was uh, Reyes de Perez, A block, no B block, uh, Dragon Kid and Dragon Daya versus MK, Susumu Mochizuki and Yashushi Kanda. Susumu is a such a prick in this match. <laughs> and he, he like, <laughs> it, it was really funny because he toyed with the crowd and got them to like cheer for, cheer for Dragon Daya, but then like, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just gonna like do stuff to him that, and he's not gonna win, which proved out to be true when he pinned uh, Daya with the Aikata. I'm sorry if I'm butchering things, <laughs> but uh, the crowd wanted this uh, to go longer. I heard it, but I thought this was a good like match that went the perfect length. Of it. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I wouldn't say I wanted it to go longer at all. I thought it was exactly what it should have been. Uh, I really would like to see some some more, uh, to, you know, more of Susumu. Yeah. Just in general. Like, I think... Yeah. <laughs> Just in general, Susumu is great. And you have to watch, like, you need to watch him to see that. And it shows his great talent. Because he's actually, he proved in, against, uh, in the match versus Kai last year, that yeah. he was one of the best underdog baby faces. And now yeah. here he, he switched to this M3K gimmick to where he's working more, like you said, more of the prick here. And yeah. Daya is such a great under underdog wrestler in and of his own right, that those interactions really made it for me. Like, I thought they were the highlights. Uh, whenever Kondo was in, I thought the match took a step back, but uh, the, the focus point was on Susumu and Daya. Yeah, and like, well, it didn't need to be more. It, no, again, I, I it agree was, with you. Yeah, this was in a hotel, hotel in, uh, like, this hall. It was like, but the the crowd was very behind Dial uh, and Dragon Kid, which is yeah. nice and something that is in every Dragon Kid Dial match because they're really over. But we move on uh, to the first show uh, or the first match 
from the rest of Reyes this weekend. Uh, on the 18th, uh, in Fukuoka, Yukuhashi Municipal Hall, Reyes of Reyes, B block match, MK, Suzume Mochizuki and Yasushi Kanda versus Seabrats, Shun Skywalker and Kai. This was just like the other match. Like the Ishin and Yo match versus the Rookies match. It was just heel heat. And um, in the end, Shin won by sitting on top of Kanda after hitting him with a chair and the Moon Sultan in drop. Good. Good. Yeah. Hit him with a chair. <laughs> uh, forget Kanda. He sucks. Get him, Shun. But, but yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I, agree, I agree with you. Like, ultimately, you know, just, uh, you know, heel match. It's what you're going to get on the, these kind of shows. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, it was what it was. And this one w- w- was a little bit shorter, too. Like, they didn't they didn't drag this out too much. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, seven and a half minutes, even that. You know, it, it's fine. It doesn't matter. Like, this match doesn't even matter. It was just a heel match to put over Zebrats, uh, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, now to the shows that do- does matter, because there were network uploads. Uh, they happened this Today, so Dylan has not the time to watch it, but I'll I will give my brief like summary on the Reyes to Reyes matches at least. Um, so uh, today from the Fukuoka across Fukuoka show, they had two shows, a back to back, one afternoon show and then an hour break, and then they had an evening show. Uh, this morning, so this show, the first night or the first like af- the afternoon show felt. Like they were just felt, like throwing stuff out there and just having if a, a like show that didn't like for the first like hour it had nothing like the Ben the Ben uh, Ben Rita versus MK uh, opening of Rest of Prayers A block in the opener was a fun opener like the closing stretch in particular was very good uh, I really I really liked that uh, how Susan and Minerita paired up. Because this move is the highlight of him and Kanda's team, sadly. <laughs> like, Kanda is, is like the invisible guy in the team, no, almost, because Susumu is the standout every time. But uh, Ben K and Minrita was over in uh, uh, Cross Fukuoka, and uh, uh, Susumu won by painting Minrita with Ikata. I, I, <laughs> and uh, then I move on uh, to a match that I should talk about a bit. Uh, Eight Man Tag, BB Hulk, Koto Minora, Ultimate Dragon, and Yamato versus Dragon Kid, and the rest uh, of the Courage, all of the Courage, Dragon Dia, Yuki Oshoka, and Madoka Kikura. This was a match that had was nothing standout, but a good taste of how good Dragon Kid will be with the Courage if he ends up joining them. Something I have been advocating a lot for, I had, and I hope happens. But uh, this was a fun match. Ultimo Dragon like, was in the background of this match because this was all about like the, the people that was actually in the tag league. And uh, Yamato was a bully that ran around and shot people. A, a fun match. A, that was the semi-final on this row. Uh, but after the match, Seabrats ran out and attacked the Courage. And um, Shun kind of reminded Daya that uh, Daya had lost the rights to wear a mask in 2021 and like 
he he was like holding the, the mask that Daya comes out with when in uh, when him and Kid makes their entrance and like was uh, almost like saying like you have no right wearing this like what what are you doing? But it served as kind of a small little build for the two uh, Reyes de Perez matches that was happening on the evening show. So it was it was a cool beatdown. Um, the next uh, the main event of the afternoon show was a Reyes de Perez A block match of Kaito Nagano and Yoshiki Kato uh, versus M3K Masaki Mochizuki and Mochizuki Jr. This was a awesome match, a great match. And it was a draw. <laughs> uh, I this was the one like draw that I was uh, of the these matches that we have been talking about that I really really liked because they were teasing so much how that how good Kite like Kite Nagano took so much offense from Masaki in the end ending stretch and. He was just kicking out and kicking out from everything uh, Mochizuki was throwing at him. And I thought it was just a really special moment for Kaito Nagano. And, um, but the big like highlight of this match is that this match is a main event that involves three rookies that if you combine their in-ring experience into one number, you still wouldn't make it into two years in wrestling. Like, they... They have in-ring experience that is under two years, all three put together in Kato, uh, Kato and Mochizuki Jr. And when you see them wrestle, you don't think that because they have such good chemistry with each other and they are so smooth in the ring. And it's like a really big highlight of Dragon Gate and why I love the promotion so much. Uh, but yeah, this was my match of the both evenings, both shows today. And a Definitely must watch match. That <laughs> sounds awesome. Like I would, I would, yeah. I would love to see it. I and I will watch it. Uh, yeah, j- just too, too much Mac McClung. I think. Yeah, uh, I mean, can't be blame, blame him. I mean, th- this this weekend is very busy, and as you said, basketball all stars, so NBA all stars. So yeah. But uh, moving on, I am like I feel Excalibur right now because I I. I'm not used to talking so much alone, you know. <laughs> but I don't so I'm here for you, Sandre. Don't worry. I will interject. I, I haven't seen them, but I can make up thoughts if you want. <laughs> no, to make it oh, no, that's okay. that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> so the evening show that happened one hour after the afternoon show, uh, same still from across Fukuoka. How funny would have it been if they had changed arenas for the evening show? That would have been uh, something, but. <laughs> But uh, the opener was Gold Class, Kota Minora and BB Hawk versus Kung Fu Masters, Jason Lee and Jackie Funke Kame in the Reyes de Pereos A Block. This was a good match that got like great in the closing stretch, where Jason finally avenged his loss uh, to BB Hawk from King of Gate last year when he got knocked out and injured by winning. And I, I don't remember the finish, but I just remember that Jason Lee pinned him, and I was really happy. <laughs> now, this is what I like to hear. More Jason Lee pinning people. Now, we need more of that in, in this Dragon Gate biz right now. But, yeah, like, Jason and BB Hawk were really cooking in, like, the last, like, five minutes of this match, and I, I thought it was really good. Uh, another match that should be mentioned that wasn't, like, a 
where's the Pereira's match, but it's a great match. Uh, Yoshiki Kazo versus Diamante. A, if you when you look at Yoshiki Kazo and Diamante on the on paper, you figure out you like think yeah this is gonna be a hoss match, and guess what it was a hoss match. <laughs> that it pay, played out exactly like you thought when you read the names on paper. A hoss match in the Dragon Gate setting, kind of, and. Diamante won by tapping out Kato to the Diamante special, which is like one of my favorite finishers in in like Lucha, kind of. Because like if you've seen the Diamante special, you know what I'm talking about. It, it's so unique and special because like he does like he go he, he makes it look like he, he's going for a Hurricane Rana, but then he twist twists it and takes the arm and puts him in the arm bar, kind of. And I really like that ma- that move. Yeah. And uh, another match that should be mentioned, but it wasn't a uh, tagging match, was Yamato and Eita versus Kagetora and Kaito Nagano. The only highlight of this match, which made it great, Bully Yamato. Yamato the Bully. <laughs> Yamato, like, beating up on Kaito Nagano and, like, Hitting like the most gnarly moves on a small guy like Kaito Nagano was so good, and I I think this match is one match that you you should definitely watch out for. Don't skip it. Is what I'm saying. You might see like Kagetora and Eita and things like that. Ah, this match is gonna be like heels like heel heat city, but no, it's Yamato, Yamato and Kaito Nagano are great in this match. So yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, next match, Reyes de Breas, B-Block, Ben Rita, Ben K, Minorita versus Strong Machine and Strong Machine F. Quick and fun, nothing much to say. Uh, Strong Machine won by pinning Minorita after a Strong Machine suplex. Again, as I said, nothing much to say. Um, then Reyes de Breas, A-Block match, D-Courage, Yuki Oshioka and Madoka Kikura versus Seabats, Hyo and Asian. This was... The good version of the uh, the rookies versus Hyo Nation, because the crowd was really really hot for Yuki Oshoka and Madoka Kikura. But <laughs> big but again, Genki Origuchi, please don't please stop picking up the phone from Rossi Ogawa because they went to a draw that you could feel was a draw coming a mile away, and. It really was, like, dumb, in my opinion, because Hyo and Ishin are, like, two of the most, like, pinnable guys in Seabrats. Like, I don't understand why they are going to draws. It, it was, like, it was, the wrestling was good, but, like, no, why a draw? We need more draws in wrestling. Clearly, some people believe this. I'm not saying I agree. Not twenty minutes for us. <laughs> maybe my maybe it could be like that stardom show where it had like all five minute time limits <laughs> the, the gauntlet. You know, if he are uh, those are okay, but maybe not these long twenty minute draws. <laughs> so I, I see where you're coming from on this. Good it, good pick. It just makes the matches feel way too long and you can tell you can usually tell by the fifty minute mark that they are going to a draw. And I could tell because Ishin and Hyo was like really hamming it in with the heat uh, making. But it was like, it was, it was a good match in essence. 
like the wrestling was good and the uh, and like Yuki and da- and Kikuro was like really good as baby faces was. But like yeah, and, yeah, I'm just not a fan of it doing draws on every show. Um, it's, yeah. It's some it's a nitpick I always have with uh, Stardom and I will always nitpick it. Uh but we had, at least the main event was uh really good. Uh it was a it was the I, I don't think it was the good match on this show. That like the, the standout match on this show that the standout match on this show was uh on the evening show was the gold class versus Kung Fu Masters. But this uh main event was pretty good. Uh, Dragon Daya and Dragon Kid versus Seabass, Shun Skywalker and Kai in the Reyes de Perez B block. I Daya and Dragon Kid are so good base, baby faces, and Kai and Shun are so good heels that this crowd just ate this matchup. But <laughs> another but <laughs> is I I I kind of. Foresaw that uh, Daya or Kid was winning this, and they didn't. None of them, none of them won. The finish was a simple moonsault uh, knee drop to uh, Daya from Shun, and Shun picked up the win. And I thought that was a bit disappointing because I kind of want Daya versus Shun for the for the title, or like Dragon Kid versus Shun. But I'm guess I'm I guess they aren't going that way, uh, which is fine. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean I, I don't know. Um, this this title reign feels like they're still waiting to get to hit on the road, so to speak, with it. So yeah, because of the tag the tag league, obviously, you know, Rainy Perez is a, a great league for everybody in terms of having something different, but. Like you said, maybe they'll set something up later on. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, like, I'm fine with that. But, yeah, I was expecting this. The, the I was expecting uh, the closing stretch between Daya and Shun to lead to a Daya upset. And it, 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 like, the match played off that way. That you kind of expected it. And when Shun won, it kind of, like, let, let out the sigh in me. I don't know. And like I was like, ah, yeah, that was a bit disappointing, but yeah. Uh, anyways, I really hate talking all of, all about one show and only me alone. It's so hard for me, <laughs> but I I hope I did a good job. Yes, it was fine. The tournament continues on. Do you feel? Do you have any kind of feel for where they're going in terms of the the winner so far? Do you, have you changed your your pick any? Uh, I don't. I I I don't know. Yeah, uh, it's kind of hard to tell. I Mochizukis are like picking up wins. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, pretty cool. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um. So I I haven't like done the math yet about uh, where where people are in the like rankings, mm-hmm. but I think. Uh, Mochizukis are leading with four points, uh, and oh, in A block, uh, Mochizukis are leading with four points, and then it's uh, BB Hulk and Kai- uh, Kaito and um, Nagano on the second place with three points, and the rest, I think, yeah, like Hyo and Nishin has two points, 
and the rest have only a one point. Be- yeah, because the draws. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, in the B block, it's a clear leader, and it's um, actually like a surprising leader, but a leader that, or maybe it's surprising for some, but they, they are leading. Uh, Yoshishi Kanda and uh, uh, Susumu Mochizuki are leading with six points. They are they because of uh, Susumu with all his. Uh, <laughs> With all with all these wins and all they see it has carried this team to a six points. <laughs> uh Ben K and Binorita, zero points. That I, I know that they haven't won a single match or drawn. And I think like Yamadoi is on three points. And maybe Shun Skywalker has, Shun, uh, Shun Skywalker and Kai have two wins, so they are four points. I haven't done the math yet. I, I'm just like looking at my notes and right, right, right. But yeah, so I, I still do think that the Mochizukis will like. Well, I didn't think the Mochizukis would get far in this tournament, but I, I have changed my mind that they are gonna go far in the tournament after like the first two weeks. Okay, yeah, because I had figured I thought that they might. I would say they were a favorite, but I did think that that was a possibility. Like just for the story of it, it seems like they could go for that. And I, like I said, I kind of figured the way to go with that would be they advance, and then uh, Mochizuki Senior loses the match, and that gives Junior an impetus to kind of take a step forward in their story. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, that that makes sense. Um, so, uh, I, between now and the next recording, uh, we have re. YouTube uploads in I think yeah uh they're, they're like uh venues I have, do not know because uh like the Drangit English uh, Twitter has not put it out yet but I know the matches <laughs> so on the twentieth uh in on the YouTube uploads uh Kota Minora and BB Hulk uh, versus Masaki Mochizuki and Mochizuki Junior in the A block of the Reyes de Perez. And uh, Dragon Kid and Dragon Dia versus Strong Machines, uh, Strong Machine J and Strong Machine F in the B block on the 20th. On the 21st, Yuki Yoshioka and Madoka Kikura versus Kung Fu Masters, Jason Lee and Jackie Funky Kame. And on uh, in the A block, and in on the 23rd, Yuki Yoshioka and Madoka Kikura versus Kaito Nagano and Yoshiki Kato. In the A book, and Shun Skywalker and Kai versus Yamadoi, Doyama, Yamato, and Naruki Doi. That is on the 23rd. So, those are the matches in the Reyes de Perez that will be happening between now and the next recording. I doubt the 23rd matches are up by the time of next recording, but I hope they are. <laughs> but, yeah, me too. Uh, with that being said, uh, we have gone on for some time. Uh, and if, like, clo- closing... Oh, wait, we need to talk about the uh, Keiji Muto time- show. Also, like, a, a quick quick talk about it. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, on the Tuesday this week, uh, Keiji Muto has his retirement show in the Tokyo Dome. Uh, as I said earlier at the start of the show, that the five star network contributors will do a like five star summit, talk about the full the show in full. 
Uh, we are, however, will be talking about the the show when it comes to the DDT and the Dragon Gate representation on next week's episode. Uh, so, a DDT showcase match: the 37 Kamina of Shinma Katsumata, Mao, Toy Kojima, and Yuki Ueno versus uh, three two burning members and two <laughs> rookies uh, in Tetsu Endo and. Uh, Yuakuruku of Burning and teaming with Hideki Okutani of Eruption and Takeshi Masada. So, this will be a DDT showcase. And I have a feeling that they will tear the house down. Yeah, I, I, that's exactly what I said. I, I was telling a lot of people that this was a sleeper match on the show. Uh, even on my other show, uh, WH Park of Post Res was on. And uh, we were talking about it, and he was like, ah, I don't like DDT that much. But I said, hey, watch this match. It's going to be a sleeper. Uh, like, they're all really good, especially Masada is really going to impress everybody. Uh, I think that this is a match that if you're not familiar with DDT and you see this match, you're going to see, man. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was sleeping on these guys. They've got more great wrestlers than I thought. Like, look at what they can do here. I think that they're going to go all out. I don't know how much time they're going to get on this show. I think a lot of the undercard may not have a ton of time in their matches, but I think these type of guys, like these type of eight guys, they are the type of players that can maximize every minute they get. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I definitely do think that they will show out, they will show out as much as possible to showcase uh, DDT. And then Dragon Gate versus Noah, Seabrats, Shun Skywalker, Kai and Diamante versus Naomichi Marufuji. El, El Hio Del, Dr. Wagner Jr., and Ninja Mac. Uh, this match, I am looking forward to, only for the thing that Diamante and uh, Dr. Wagner Jr. Uh, has been, like, uh, like building this as, like, something that could happen in the future between the two of them in a singles match. Uh, in the promos, like, they have been, like, teasing that. And someone that has also been teasing stuff is Shun Skywalker and Marufuji, who's bit, like Marufuji is like no selling him and everything he says. And I think I think they could they could pull an upset here where uh, where either Marufuji pins Shun or Diamante or Kai pins Doctor Wagner Jr. to set up a future title match uh, because Shun Skywalker is the Dreamgate champion and Wagner Jr. is the uh, national title. The champion in Noah, and it could be a setup for a future title match between a Dragon Gate guy and a Noah guy. That would be cool because in this whole DG and Noah relationship, kind of, they haven't really pressed forward outside of that one Corcoran show where they had uh, the teams where they had Keno and Kaito and Yoshioka and uh, yeah. Minora. Um, they haven't really messed with the heavyweights that much in Noah or let them interact. So I think that would be very cool. Um, my gut says Ninja is there to take the the oh, pin. Yeah. Uh, oh, you yeah. know, like like that, that like that feels like it. I'd be surprised if they have the team with the Dreamgate champion lose at the dome, just especially because it's at the dome. Whatever yeah. happens in the future, they're never going to be able to, like you know, like you know that like the odds of that happening are very low to where yeah. they get on the dome ever again. So I think that they're going to want to keep the champion strong. Uh, I think that Shun will pin Mac. Uh, would be my, yeah. my my pick. And yeah, and you can, and 
you can see that some companies are already preparing for the possibilities of their champion uh, being pinned on the Tokyo Dome show because Kento Miyahara lost his Triple Crown title just today, so he can easily be pinned <laughs> on the Tokyo Dome show. But this is not an All Japan show. I am really sad about that, but this is not an All Japan show. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, I am really looking forward to this show. Uh, and as I said at the start of the show, and again before we started previewing this, uh, the Five Star Network will be having a Five Star Summit to talk about the show in full. <laughs> I will plug that forever, because it's a big deal. <laughs> but until, like... We we have uh, had fun this week. I am I've been really high up on energy because I took an energy I drank an energy drink like right before the show started. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but uh, th- thank you, Dylan, for joining me this week. Uh, where can people find you? Just find me. Uh, find me on Twitter at viva underscore zero and my other show, Eastern Lariat, all about Japanese pro wrestling. Uh, you know, we we will be talking about all kinds of wrestling. I'm sure the Dome Show will have an episode where whenever Striga gets around to coming back. Uh, you know, he he's been busy as well, so hopefully uh, things go well. Did a whole Muto series on uh, Patreon talking about him in, in New Japan, his original run. There'll be a follow up with me and Dr. Jonathan. He wrote the book uh, Muto Years for All Japan and all kinds yeah. of stuff coming up coming up uh, in wrestling. Just wrestling in general, lots of fun stuff. Uh, probably talk about that All Japan show, char- Champion Carnival lineups, lots of fun stuff. If you're a fan of Japanese wrestling, Stardom as well, we covered on there. Uh, Tokyo Joshi Pro as well, lots of fun stuff. Yeah. I am. Um, we we I have I am the regular ho- uh, co-host for Stardom and Tokyo Joshi Pro talk on the Patreon. So definitely check that out. <laughs> I'm always happy to have you uh, on, on there. So yeah, good stuff there, and uh, hopefully everybody enjoyed the show this week. Uh, on Dramatic Dream Dragons. It was a lot of fun being on here. Love all the listeners to the show. Lots of great people. Uh, not just the Five Star Network people, but also the listeners to the Five Star Network. is very cool. A shout out to all of them. Uh, like, you know, let's not forget uh, Tokyo Joshi Pro does have a show, uh, does have a match on the Dome show as well. Uh, yeah. The eight woman tag. That's going to be a lot of fun uh, in the Wrestle Universe family. You know, hopefully, yeah. we get a lot of good things in the future with, with every company in, in Japan. Yeah, uh, we we aim to touch. Uh, speaking of like uh, the Cyberfight, like Wrestle Universe family, we we aim to touch on Gambare. We just are waiting for a like big show to talk about. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we will touch on it. I promise. But we are waiting for like a big show to talk about. But with that being said, I've been Sondra. This has been Dramatic Dream Dragons. Uh, thank you for listening. And until next time. Be ready, wake up, and go! Wake up and go! Break out the light.